everybody. Welcome to another special episode of Excalibros. Hey. Hey, hey. Uh, today we're talking about episode five, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Truth is the name of the episode. Uh, Dan, um, we've been we've been loving uh, you know the series uh, so far. I think last episode we we noticed a few cracks. We had a, a lot of I wouldn't say nits to pick. I think we had a lot of legitimate not not a lot. We had a few legitimate um, criticisms to make um, because the show did feel like it was biting off more than it could chew in terms of themes and characters and and plot lines, etc. Um, and I think. Uh, episode five did a lot to, I wouldn't say tie it up, but sort of neatly tie some of those together a little bit more. I, I think uh, the disparate threads are a little closer now. Um, like, I really liked the episode. What did you think of it? Um, well, it didn't have enough action. Uh, the dialogue was <laughs> shit. The dialogue was shit because. She- people were saying emotions to each other no sorry i've seen i was reading some really terrible takes on this episode but i adore this episode it's my favorite of all of them so far uh the fact that it coalesces all of its ideas and distills them into a calm before the storm hour Mm -hmm. of television um i think it's not like a masterpiece on anything but it's a really good character piece and some really strong acting and it it works it works really well and I think the piece of dialogue that was they'll never let a black man be Captain America bold choice by Disney of all people to put out there into the world oh, sure um so I was into I'm I'm impressed that they bothered to that they bothered to go that far and this felt felt more like a conviction in their thematic ideas right. as opposed to that's the last episode where didn't know what to say but said it anyway mm-hmm. um i felt like this was more confident in what it wanted to actually Definitely. say I, I feel even more um uh like the, the flag smasher uh, not as much in this but i do generally feel like um through the perception of the other characters their goal their idea was finally coalesced into something right. that I can sort of like visually <laughs> enjoy like they have become like she is she, she um she's um got to the point where it's screw it let's just break the symbol um of the old world and move forward which is kind of what they've been trying to say but it's kind of it's kind of like like when you're at a dinner party with someone who did like a year of one-on-one psychology and they're telling right. you id ego and super ego and instead of getting to the point the entire dinner party is them talking about it that's the flag smashers to me um <laughs> so when you get to the end of the party and you're leaving that's when you finally figure out what the difference is between the three of them um so yes um no i'm very happy with this episode yeah i was i was very happy too um i i was so glad that they um they brought Isaiah back. I think it would have been a huge mistake to have had him show up one episode and not really uh, delve into what the problems were. Um, and, and also, like, the contrast, like, yeah, that may have been how things were, but it doesn't mean how things have to be. Like, Sam's sister even tells him, don't let that, that old man, you know, tell you what you, sh- you should be doing. 
like there's a, a different feeling to what the possibilities are now. Not that things are completely better, but I thought that was a nice contrast. Um, the other thing I, I want to mention is, you know, Sam finally agreed, like, all right, I've got to take the shield. And even if, like, Bucky was right telling him he shouldn't have given it up, and even if um, um, War Machine is right in telling him he shouldn't have given it up, like, that's that's a hard that's a hard responsibility to take on, number one. And number two, as Bucky put it, like, when he and Steve were talking about it, they couldn't quite understand why that would be hard for Sam to pick up. Like, uh, there's no way for them to quite understand what he's gone through. And now that Bucky kind of has an idea of, of the difficulty, he like, he apologized for it, like, putting all of that on Sam's shoulders, I thought was a, uh, a great moment of growth, not just for Bucky, but, like, for the show. Uh, in terms yeah. of, uh, hey, actually, we kind of understand the themes a little bit more than we were hinting at. Uh, like, that was kind of impressive for me. Yeah, the um, for Bucky to actually, like, sort of walk past his white privilege and see what kind of world... Because it's, it's all well and good, me and you talking about it, being two white men mm-hmm. <laughs> in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was interesting to for them to engage. Because, ironically, this is the scene that has had the most ire target it out of it oh really um with the bad dialogue because it's emotional not only is it like really thirsty because jesus christ uh watching anthony mackie uh train even i was spooning um <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 happily in a relationship no um <laughs> you would but anyway um <laughs> i think it was impressive to watch two grown men kind of like have emotions Sure. And and be emotive and explore what that may how they felt and what like these feelings they have for each other, Steve, the shield, everything. It, right. it felt really cathartic for as a as a viewer to watch and and it seemed like the, the like that was the point of um them both get and then they have the little like cheeky we're, we're frenemies take the piss out of each other near the end as well of of that entire scene and it's really powerful. And it definitely sends a message that um, that Marvel at least trying to see and trying to ex- explore the idea. Because I've seen a lot of people going like, um, why why is everyone forgetting? A lot of um, of the angry fa- angry I say fans, the angry people are saying like, how come everyone's so obsessed with uh, Sam when uh, Iron Patriot exists um, as Rhodey? And um, obviously they're missing the point because they're fucking idiots. Right. But um, <laughs> but it. I think having a white man apologize for his own privilege and that of the infallible Steve Rogers' privilege right, right. Um, is a powerful statement for the show to actually take, uh, especially with everything that's happening in your country um, and everything that happened in your country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that being really healing for people, kind of like the same way as... Um, in WandaVision, grief, the way they dealt with grief and um, the, the the very famous line from Vision um, has sort of like, was like a rallying cry mm-hmm. for a lot of people. I feel like um, this is the sort of scene that kind of could bring a lot of people together and having the the show itself uh, deal with both Isaiah and the bitterness of, the, the quite rightly bitterness. Oh, sure, of, of sure, sure, sure. And then have his sister and have the community work together to make a to fix a broken 
right. piece of the past. Um, I think it's very, obviously it's very deliberate. It's a scripted show. Everything is deliberate. But it was a very conscious effort and choice. And then to have the two um, partners. And it was lovely to have that realisation where Bucky, especially straight after when Bucky sees his his um, nephews play with the shield. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, then, and then it was then, like, he sees um, what that shield means. Right. And could mean. And that's when he apologises. And that's and it's such a beautiful, powerful thing. Um, and probably the heart of the episode was that se- that, whole, that whole sequence and the whole fixing of the boat. And I say yeah. kind of just like a beautiful um, montage of imagery, to be fair. See? Yeah, for certain. Um, I mean, this, as you mentioned, this episode was all about uh, character moments. Uh, we had, you know, we had, um, you know, the, the confrontation at the start. Uh, where they both fight Walker and they take the shield. Um, and you see how brutal he's gotten, right? Like he's he tries to kill Sam a number of times trying to smash the shield down on, on top of him, uh, on, on top of Bucky. Like there's no there's no regret. Um, I think it, you know, the, the, there's a good job of showing how crazy he went. But what's really strange to me um, was uh, his like court martial scene. Uh, and like the support of his like of his wife, it feels it feels a little you know um, I feel like he was getting off a little bit easy. Uh, number one, uh, number two, like he's screaming at, at like uh, the judges there, and it was like you're just gonna let him walk out like that felt really weird. And then like for his wife to just be like, oh you're okay, you did the right thing, felt odd. But then. I'm trying to, to figure out if they're trying to say something with him having a black wife, like if, if that's supposed to be like. It, it just I'm not saying like you can't have uh, a black actress be the wife of that character, but it, in a series that's focused a lot about you know, r- you know race, racial tensions, who can be Captain America, who can't, who should be supporting, who shouldn't. Uh, I'm not sure if they're trying to say something uh, by having his like best friend and his wife be black. Does that make sense? Because mm. um, there's this idea of oh I can't remember what you call it in America uh, the uh, black um, black people on the side of the the wrong uh, right. so that, like instead of fighting for injustice they prop up the institutions that um, belittle black people mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's as deep as that <laughs> but yeah I don't, I don't either I I don't know if it's um, saying anything it just felt like maybe they are and i'm not i'm not getting it because i feel like what it was is um i don't know if it was a, a concept of the idea of cancel culture mm-hmm. um i hate using that term but um it felt more like a board meeting from disney than it did in court martial yeah so, <laughs> like, like like sure the actress shuri was clearly silenced by disney after she started getting crazy for like 10 minutes Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was kind of like that, and also it kinda, a lot of people thought it was going to be a massive spin, um, like the government would spin it into Captain America's favor. Right. But it looks more like um, performative gesture, yeah. where it's like, yeah, he's not Captain America anymore, but it doesn't mean we're going to imprison him because we do not think he's done something wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just going to make sure the optics look okay. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then obviously um, he's got his wife, who it is weird, but 
and then there's the scene with the um Lamar's family where his I believe that's Lamar's sister does not trust him which right you know right yeah good in, good instincts um <laughs> and um he's trying it's, it's this weird like sort of he's trying to be a good person uh but then he's clearly like he's clearly thinks he's doing the right thing and that's the that is the problem with a lot of lot of uh righteous men mm-hmm. and a lot of people a lot of allies they think they're doing the right thing when really they're hurting and becoming the one thing that that they're supposed to not be um which obviously leads to the cameo uh of um nick nick fury is one of nick fury's i feel horrible like um distilling her essence as nick fury's like love interest in the comics sometimes the countessa mm. um with her right. turning up and being like here's my shadow Ray organization here's a card can be u.s agent um right basically but, yeah so he does kind of get away scot free mm-hmm. um and then used by other means kind of Right, so in the, it kind of reminds me, it, this may be too deep, in this country at the moment, we're having, you have Fox News, obviously. Um, we're having like our own Fox News being born in this country called GB News. Um, oh boy. So yeah, and um, the right wing, like Pierce Morgan left his show, for example, he's now on GB News. And it feels more like that. It feels like he said something bad that, is wrong or he's done something bad that is wrong and is punished in the public eye mm-hmm. but the moment he steps away from his titles some other right. shab- other right-wing organizations <laughs> like, Actually, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be useful to us right and that's how it felt when i watched it it might be too maybe because it just it reminded me of like that sort of idea and it probably didn't even maybe that's not even what it was intended to do um but yeah it's i feel like we're gonna see um pound shop um, Captain America with his um, made of cardboard shield or whatever uh, fights Sam in the, in the, in the finale <laughs> uh, and hopefully get his ass handed to him. Yeah, but, uh, we shall we shall see. I think I was I was more excited about uh, Joaquin getting the wings um, than anything else when he's just like you have them. I was like yay Falcon number two. Yep, but, Falcon number two. We've got and of course. You know, Bucky delivers the package, and you know it's his new costume, right? <laughs> You're just, like, waiting and waiting for him to open it, and they hint at it, and they hint at it. Like, please, please let me see it before the episode ends. Please let me see it before the episode ends. And, of course, they don't. <laughs> like, like give me blue balls for an entire week. Um, but uh, it's it's good to know that that's coming, too. Uh, I don't also, how... Sorry, go on. No, no, no. How fantastic is that is the idea that the new Captain America costume is made by a nation of um, Africans. Right. Um, also, won't it be we woven with vibranium, so it'd be practically bulletproof? Right, exactly. <laughs> but no one's going to be tearing... Like, I feel like his wings get torn off all the time, so that's hopefully not happening anymore. Well, I'm intrigued to see if he actually has the wings or if he trades it all in for like a different, like an MCU version. Because obviously, uh, for people who haven't read the comic book he actually still had wings while he's captain america um but um he may not in this one who knows yeah i mean he, he may not but I, I feel like i don't know what is just going to be a suit you think i don't know i feel like it'd be weird without wings 
wins. So yes. they probably have the win. But uh, whatever happens, I was well annoyed that it just ended. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, I just want to see it once. Yeah, no, exactly. Just let me see it once before you gotta wait. And you know, remember in 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 Daredevil where it was like they were hinting at it for like forever, and then it was the final episode. And even in the final episode, it was like, all right, the last ten minutes. Now you'll see the costume. I, I don't yeah. want it to be like that, you know. I don't want it to be no, the last ten minutes of the next episode. Oh, he's suiting up. No, I have a feeling we can have a nice him shattering some window or whatever when they try and um, kill everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> in the meeting. Because, um, although the right, so my only my usual problem is because um, even like Zemo has a great moment here. Yeah. In in, in this episode, um, but my usual problems crop, crop up, which is uh, the flag smashers. Uh, um, the idea might make sense now, but now they're just literal terror, like evil terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no. There's no. <laughs> There's like, no great of them at all now, is there? I mean, I mean, they kind of give each other a look. Like, I guess we're we're doing this hesitantly a little bit, but really they're just, all right, we're gonna attack everybody because that's what we want to do. There's no, yeah. uh, we're fighting for the people anymore. It's just we're gonna hurt you. And like, so obviously Sharon in her like diminished role as secretary, because um, in the last. <laughs> She has one really great episode, and then she's literally thrown into into like a scene where she's always on the phone. Right. Um, she's obviously the power broker. Right. Or something close to being the power broker, and sending Batroc was a nice touch, but sure. it's kind of like it's kind of like they're just everyone's just evil and working for Sharon now. <laughs> just <laughs> just um, um, so. Unless the power broker is the Contessa, then that makes more sense as well. That would so. make it maybe a little more sense, yeah. But yeah, um, I actually could not care less for the resolution of the Flag Smashers and this whole power broker business. Um, I'm far too, the show has done far too good a job uh, being making me invested in, in Bucky and Sam's journey. And these other like bits that were supposed to be like really on the edge of our seat about and such are kind of just window dressing to yeah what, yeah what is more important. I think the show knows that too because <laughs> they're basically like <laughs> they're evil. This is the more important stuff. Um, but it had a, in an episode that had like loads of powerful moments. It does the flag smashes do stand out still as like a fly in the ointment. Um, yeah. And I still can't. Um, I still don't know if she can act. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Something Kellyman, but um, yeah. the main flag smasher, flag smasher. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, it's working, and then other times I'm like, nah, is it? Is it really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So to be fair, same can be said with um, uh, um, John Walker. Because there's the moments where I'm like, he's really yeah embodying other moments where he's just like. I'll just stare because that's what people that are broken do. Um, but I think that's just me nitpicking because there was really great performances all around. Um, and and you're right, the idea of like the fact that the show um, gives us a lot of resolutions to Zemo, Wakanda, uh, the boat, everything else. 
uh, it kind of works really well for this episode. Yeah, I, like... I was I was surprised they were able to you know uh, tie those up neatly so quickly. Like it it still feels maybe like a little bit rushed, but it didn't feel I wasn't like oh god they're just you know. It didn't feel jarring, if that makes sense. Plus, they spent so much time with Sam's family on the boat, and like the the main relationship between Sam uh, and Bucky, and and Sam and and his sister, and even Sam and Isaiah. Like there was a lot that was sort of all connected that they they really hit at and, and gave a lot of time to this episode. Uh, it was like I was surprised how well how well it went. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess they can. Maybe not a hundred percent effectively do all of these these themes at once, but they can satisfactorily, you know, cover you know complicated subjects in a way that I'm not like ooh nice try Disney, but maybe next time I'm like oh okay Disney's Disney's maturing in their storytelling I like that. Yeah, it feels more like they they want to live in a shade of. Shade of Grey, as opposed to like the pure black and whiteness. That's probably why certain aspects sort of stand out a little bit more than mm-hmm. than others. Um, mm-hmm. More of like the not so well pieces, sort of kind of they're kind of just hanging on there sure. <laughs> while the rest while the rest of the machine works okay. Um, but no, it's it's hard to really because we can go ad nauseum into the depth of like the, but it's pretty obvious what it's trying to say and what it's trying to do this episode it's not it's not subtle in its messaging and it it isn't heavy-handed it is sort of but it's 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 not that sort of um star wars heavy-handedness right exactly. this storytelling. um exactly. it's kind of like it's kind of like it's this is the message kids but we won't beat you too much over the head with it kind of thing yeah yeah it, it worked. It wasn't. It wasn't like the smoothest way to to, uh, to uh, tackle these subjects, but it worked, especially in the superhero uh, thing. Like you want to talk about mature storytelling, uh, it, that doesn't mean you know blood and guts and and death. Sometimes it's this is what life is about, and we're gonna you know talk about the the complexities of life, not like hey, how come how come Batman never hurts anyone or no one ever breaks an arm or gets bloody? Like that's that's not. That's nothing. You're, you're thinking like a four-year-old, you know. Uh, this this was this was a, a, a great step forward. Um, you know, it's tackling adult themes like WandaVision did in in a superhero uh, stratosphere, and and I think it, it's all coming together really well. We're we're gonna have a nice uh, end conflict between Walker and Sam. Obviously, the flag smashers will get you know tied up in whatever way. You and I both are like, well, they're they're an afterthought in all this, unfortunately. Um, but I am hopeful that Sam will like actually speak for the people who are displaced, who feel like they're getting uh, an unfair shake. Like I, that would it would make sense for him to actually take up their fight in in like a, a just way, if that makes sense. Uh, I would I would like to see that that sort of resolution. Obviously, you want to see Walker get his ass beat. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, after hearing him, hear his talk with all the people he's talked to and the, the what he says to Bucky, that he embodies like that hopeful optimism um, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be about, your country's supposed to be about <laughs> um, the freedom right. and the liberty uh, of self. And, I, and he will hopefully talk to a, 
a large group of people in in that universe and outside in the real world um you know of, of what america should be or what people should be going forward right, and right. it'd be great great to see him literally stand on you know the side of ev- the everyman rather than the law enforcement that the other cap where uh, john walker was um having yes. fun with yeah pro-military pro-police sort of stance might is right um yep yeah so i was i was uh i think we need to talk about the cameo i was very surprised to see julie louis dreyfus show up um people i don't know how famous she is in, in the uk but over here you know seinfeld um uh boy the show i just watched I mean, she's been in like four different like Emmy-winning sitcoms, but she was also on Veep as well. She's amazing. Um, so to see uh, such an established actor, uh, someone really famous, step in to play that like kind of she can do a, a kind of like fun villainous role. Like she was eating the scenery, but like not too much eating the scenery, if that makes sense. Like yeah, if yeah. um if if Tony if uh, not Tony Stark if um. Robert Downey Jr. could sort of eat scenery in a, like a fun, playful way for like good. She was doing a very similar way, but for evil. Uh, that, that's how I. I would... Um, like, uh, curse to my shame. I haven't watched all of Spinefold, but no, she is known to, to most of us as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I did love the way she was very not dismissive of the wife, but like, right. Like, so I was just giggling along that scene because um, I remember. I think in the morning before I watched it, there was the big thing that there was going to be a cameo. And I was like, right. it's just going to be roadie, right? <laughs> like, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and then um, like, I'm not, I must admit, unlike the 100,000 people that come out of the woodwork saying that they're the countesses, I don't even know her name other than that. Um, She's that like Hydra, because, right? I, I don't, she's like, she helps Nick Fury a lot. Is all I remember, and she's in okay. secret. She's in she 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 died, but she's in secret. She was in secret uh, Hickman's and Bendis's Secret Warriors. Right. That's where I know her from from that series. Um, I didn't really know her from the Storanko like times and such stuff. Um, but I I just really enjoyed her. Oh yeah. And I just thought I just thought to myself, well, you know, if we're gonna have like um a, a morally gray Nick Fury. Um, or more like uh, maybe leaning towards the more sinister Nick Fury, then I'm all for it. And um, she she really likes how, as you said, chewed the scenery and just walked away and <laughs> left. I was just like, wow, okay, we we have to see more of her now. Yeah, Sorry. exactly right. You were just like, okay, she was like, she was such a presence on screen. Uh, if that makes sense, like she stepped in, you're like, okay, I'm instantly engaged in whatever she's doing. Uh, she yeah. was, <laughs> I was like, screw John Walker, let's go see her like base of operations. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they, this time they teased the cameo that I think was uh, a surprise and worth it and has me interested to see uh, how she's going to play into the Marvel Universe moving forward. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. I'm, I'm so used to seeing her in like comedic roles. Uh, so to see her like play a, a more dramatic evil uh, villain was um, was nice. It was a good good surprise. I was because when because no me knowing the only stuff I know of the characters that she's sort of aligned good, but she kind of plays the like. A, mm, I hate to say it, like a Catwoman kind of thing. Okay. Okay. 
Um, but that, but then I have such limited knowledge of her work, like her like background, because I've never really read loads of Shield stuff. Um, but she seemed good in Secret Warriors, to a point. <laughs> so um, I was like, and then seeing her play as sort of more of a, I was like, oh, maybe there's loads more to her. And maybe I, when I can be bothered, maybe one day I'll go and read some old Nick Fury comics. <laughs> don't, don't count on that. I probably won't. Um, but she'll probably like come back in the comics now. Um, like right, fourth. right, of course. Yeah, that's what but, they do. Um, but no, I was I was excited. Uh, just she, she was just great. I don't even I didn't. She could have been any character, and I would have. Yes. Um, yeah. She could have just been like random woman who's in charge of evil organization one, and I'd still be like, this was the best. Like this is the most fun. Like it was such a great moment. Yes. Um, and it it kind of added that sort of Marvel levity to the proceedings because it was getting all about getting a bit like humdrum. Sure. Um, in because I think isn't it I say then the court martial or something so it's kind of like a bit heavy and then sure. um, <laughs> and then Marvel like we don't want to lose our core audience quickly something funny right um but yeah I I enjoyed it I I would love to see her like uh, getting a verbal smackdown with Nick Fury that would be so much fun because not only is she kind of like a, a force and intimidating but she's like five foot two ish maybe like she's not a tall woman so to see her like strongly push back against nick fury i think would be uh, a really fun scene hell yeah that'd be that'd be i'm intrigued to see what that dynamic is going forward yeah um, it was a good cameo i i do hope we get roadie back in there as well like it would make sense for like him to support sam as as he moves forward if he's able to you know um yeah I think I feel like because Rhodey was a really um, great surprise in the first episode. So right. It'd be nice to see him. Nice to see him pop back up. Um, right. In the finale to like sort of show some solidarity. So. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I am glad that they haven't done, and I really hope it doesn't happen in the next episode, is for um, Steve to pop up. Like they've done a great oh. job of like, all right, there there was Steve, and obviously he was their friend and kind of mentor. Um, with someone you know they miss, but it's not about. All right, I'm 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 the next. I mean, it is kind of I'm the next Steve, but it's also not like all right, where's the real Captain America? Oh, we need some support. Like now that I'm Captain America, I need I need you know the white guy to show me how to do it. It's not. I'm glad they're not going that way, and I really hope he doesn't pop up. Um, in the next episode. Now, not to say like if they were to convince Chris Evans to come back as Old Man Cap for. You know, reasons, a cameo here or there. Um, maybe he's working with Nick Fury out, out in space or, you know, whatever. I would not be against him popping up, you know. But I, I don't think this is the series to do it. And I'm hopeful that he doesn't show up next episode. I hope he doesn't. Because I think it undermine what, like you just said, it undermine the whole point right. of the show. <laughs> so, and people would be too busy. It'd just take away any energy from anything else like Sam sure. could have defeated everyone and had a massive speech and it had been inspiring and Steve just in the crowd and it would have turned it all into mush it definitely um, would have but I, I hope he's not in it I didn't even to be fair I haven't even thought the idea that he was even a, a thing <laughs> you know what I mean so, <laughs> right <laughs> I was more bothered like oh can we see hopefully Joaquin maybe flying around at the end <laughs> um, right 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 that would be cool so. 
but I just want to see Sam in that uniform lead, lead a team of Avengers at some point. So we'll see how it goes forward. Yes, I want to see Sam lead the Avengers as well. That would be nice. It may be that he he's the one that reforms them. I don't I don't know if there's even still an Avengers, right? We don't we don't really know. No, nope. <laughs> we don't even know if there's any superheroes left on Earth. It would seem because um, so much so much crap is going off and no one seems to be dealing with it. So. Right, right. So um, we we touched briefly on Zemo, but what did you think of his his ending? Like, um, um, was it a little too short? I feel like it was kind of concise to a fault. Yeah, I feel like it was. We can't waste that much time, but we have to address it. Right. But I kind of. I enjoyed it. He sort of ends where he began his journey at the end, at the, you know, in the ruins of Sokovia, right, essentially. Right. Um, and he's willing to just go with, and he leaves. Even he acknowledges that Bucky is not like the people he wants. You know, he's he's not the people he's hunting down. Right. Um, so it gives like sort of something there and there's I don't know Marvel like we are not getting rid of this dude now that he's all like camping it up and being like a baron properly we're totally going to be using him like going oh, of forward. course and I'm so uh, glad because he's excellent in the role like we've said and um, I, I kind of like that the Dora weren't just going to execute him either they're just going to put him on the raft <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like fair because I generally thought the Dora were like yeah we're going to kill him um, but no, raft it goes, and so that was actually a weird surprise for me. But I, yeah, it was too maybe too short, but maybe if you made it too lo- a bit longer, it might have been too long. So right, it's, it's right. kind of really hard balance to go for. Yeah, totally hard to, to strike up that the balance. <laughs> um, but I thought it was fitting. I I like that it showed not only had Zemo sort of grown, uh, but like Bucky had really grown as well. Uh, the yeah. way he wasn't going to kill Zemo, um, he was moving past it, uh, and it was a, it was a, you know it was a good if if concise if not too, maybe too concise resolution, but I, that that brings me to the point of um, Sam explaining to the Bucky what he needs to do, and it's not about you know uh, putting people behind bars, it's making amends to the people that he hurt, um, yeah. and and that's definitely way harder to do. Like if if the next episode ends and Bucky's actually like apologizing to that Japanese guy he was uh, hanging out with in the first episode, uh, you know, trying to bring closure, that would be that could be really powerful, right? Uh, that would be way that's way harder than than just like I'm gonna chase down some bad guys. Like that takes that takes real guts. Yeah, that's uh, the true mark of a actual hero, I imagine. Um, right. An actual person who you know wants to fight for what they believe in. Um, yeah, if they go that way, then I'll be much more, I'd be happier than, I'm just happy with what they're doing with Bucky, because I don't, I never really cared for Bucky, so this is, uh, this is all good, um, going forward, giving him an actual character is, uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. So, yeah. What do you think they're going to do with Sharon? Is she just going to be, uh, the power broker moving forward? Is, is, is she playing something? Is this, like, um... Yeah. It, like you mentioned, she, they, they kind of um, recontextualized her, and then they stopped. <laughs> and then she's like, "All right, I'm just gonna sit in the background and do nothing for a while." Um, it's, I don't know, is it kind of a waste to bring her in? It, I'm not sure if it's really like if if we feel like the flag smashers are uh, underutilized and sort of 
the C plot of everything, Sharon feels like a, a D plot, like a, something so far on the periphery you, you forget she's even meant a part of it. Almost, almost how uh, she was in um, uh, like the cat the movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, well, um, see, if Sharon was just a cameo. And she was just a cam. She was just, oh, she was just a special guest star in that one episode, helping them in Madripoor, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be as diff. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be as glaring. Like for me, it's yeah, a exactly. glaring problem. Um, it would have been like, all right, so she's going off to have more adventures in Mad- Madripoor. We'll probably see her later. Right. You know, maybe in the show, maybe what. But they 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 keep cutting back to her, like helping them on the phone and stuff. And like her phoning up Batrock to kill Sam, right? Um, and it's kind of like, well, do something more with her. Unless in the finale she's going to be a massive part of it because right, she's fair exactly. build. She's literally fair build in in the show. So um, it's kind of like unless she's a massive part, she's teeny tiny compared to like Zemo. Um, who yeah. who's just a guest, like a guest starring role, um, but it feels more like building pro- blocks for something later, like an Iron Man two syndrome. Yes, yes, which, yes. Which is unfortunate because I wanted a little because it like again when it's working really well, its bad parts like are just on show. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. They they stick out like a sore thumb for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with Sharon moving forward. It's so obvious that she is the power broker that if she isn't the power broker, I still wouldn't believe it. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like really? Um, and then, like I said before, it's such a red herring. It's such a bad red herring that it, it's almost an insult that if it is a red herring. Right. Um, so, to me, they they lose either way. So. <laughs> and, yes. On top of that, if she is literally working for the power broker, and she's a henchman. That's even more of an insult um, to like the character and like what they built in that one episode. Yes. And now, I'm yeah. now I'm completely convinced that there's going to be a post-credit scene where the power broker is the Contessa. Yes. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she's going to have like Sharon and um, Walker. Uh, John Walker as as her like lieutenants. Yes. In, yeah. Because um, we'll we'll see what happens. Then they'll be in a movie together um, with with the new Captain America. Probably something. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Something as, as you were saying it, that my thought, like the same thought, came to my head just before you said it. I was like, oh, yep, yep. He, okay, yeah. Dan thinks the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't want it to be like that because I really want. If I, I kind of want the Countess to not be like a like a villain. I want. To, I, I like the idea that she she might run an organization, but maybe she's just doing the hard work of Shield without you know the shield part of it um, <laughs> so yeah we'll see though um it's not as if it's not going to be an obvious finale in certain aspects but i'm intrigued yes. on the end of the journey yep and it'll be satisfying to see sam like come full circle from like i can't be captain america to sort of i have to be and this is why and uh and and to be like proud of it uh i i'm excited to see him i'm you know triumphantly in his new costume holding the shield showing people who captain america is supposed to be yeah and now we know that the shield just flies anyway so it makes sense that john walker could just um yes 
So I was like, it just flies. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like Spider-Man said, it just defies physics. Exactly. <laughs> just does whatever they need it to do. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, Dan, uh, that was awesome. Um, I think we sort of exhausted everything we, we can talk about this episode. Yeah. Uh, so with the last uh, few minutes, uh, maybe we can just, you know, let people know what else we're up to. Uh, like, for example, I'm, I've am i been watching uh, Invincible, uh, as we mentioned last time, and I'm getting, like, less and less enthused by it. I, I think the animation issues are become more and more glaring. And um, it's, it's, it's such a strange show. Like, the one episode, they'll show Mark stopping an asteroid, and another episode, uh, a cyborg that was built in a sewer beats him up, like, handily. I'm not, he was just nearly beaten to death, though. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe but they don't really hint that like he's he's recovering. No. It's it's just this, like I'm not one to be like this person be this person. Obviously this person could be that person. But there's a difference between like you know playing a little fast and loose with power levels and being like well he can stop an asteroid but he can't uh, stop this one metal armed guy. Uh, this, <laughs> it's it's too much uh, for me to uh, to shrug off. Um, That's right. But, uh, uh, you know, they're hinting at stuff coming. Maybe I'm just now in, in there to, to figure out how this is going to end. Uh, like my enjoyment of of seeing a young kid become a hero and has uh, waned. And now I'm just like, all right, show me the end. I want to see the end. <laughs> That's where I am with Invincible now. Oh, bless you. Well, I have just finished reading... Um, very timely with with, with uh, um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Tanahishi Coates's uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. which is I forgot, is unbelievably well written. Um, I know at the time people said it was too wordy and he couldn't possibly write comics, but you know that's bullshit. Right. Um, like it is wordy, but it has so much purpose. It's not like a Clermont five word balloon diatribe about kitty getting possessed and her clothes having to fall off it's more like <laughs> the discussion of like the philosophical yes. ideas of how to rule people and that does take words to express oh sure <laughs> so you know what i mean um i think um it's not high power either i think it can be accessible to others it's just if you're willing to consume it i'm mm. about to just read his uh, i've read i've read the first 12 issues of that because i have it in a hardcover and um I'm about to read his Captain America, which is awesome. And mm. it's really kind of people have not talked about it as much as they should be. It is right. really good. Right. So um and you'll like it because I believe the first artist was um you. Um oh. yeah, he's the first um um artist on it. He's he does the first couple of issues. Um so that's always good. Uh, so yeah. That's what I'm, I'm just reading at the moment. Uh, and I've just started watching um, the, well, the last season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, which man. I, I so, love that show. <laughs> it's, it's so camp. But it kind of, it, me and Ian have a good time watching it. It kind of makes us laugh. Um, maybe for the wrong reasons. But um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's um, what we call good sort of like mealtime TV. Sure. Where you just give it on while you're like mindlessly chomping on food. So, um, I, so, yeah. I feel like I really enjoyed the first season, and the second season felt very like 
tropey. It, it felt like yeah. it was falling into like it was it was tropey fun in the first season, and the second one was like, ah, oh, we're just gonna keep doing the same stuff you know is gonna happen. And then when she went full evil, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. You kind of like took all the the momentum out of the story. Now I don't know if I need to watch this. This, yeah, that's kind of is. This is now it's like she's fighting like um, Lovecraftian terror. But anyway, the only other thing I'm watching is, and I started it yesterday, the anime X Men. Um, oh boy. Which was uh, was it Warren Ellis or Jeff uh, Loeb's like baby, where he made Iron Man anime, Wolverine anime, Blade, and the X Men all at once in yeah, one yeah. year. Um, and I'm watching the. So it's not bad the animation is like you can tell it's a western west uh people from the west are writing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's overtly anime my biggest problem is that storm is voiced by someone who sounds like a teenager oh. and at the same and at the same time um because i'm watching um on netflix it, it, i just watched the dub i was going to watch the japanese but i was like it started and i was like okay fair enough um, and on top of that, she sort of like runs out of power all the time. I don't, I don't understand. She's like she does like a little bit of lightning, and then she's like huffing and breathing on the floor. And I'm like, what, what? <laughs> and there's like moments where Cyclops spins his bike around, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna eye. Bl- oh no, his bike's got rockets. Could he just not just use his voice? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then because I keep saying, oh, maybe it's like um, cost, co- like cost of animation. Because mm-hmm. Ian's been drilling into me the amount of um, cost animation uh, to do things and what's easy. But right. then I'm not watching them intricately show rockets being fired and stuff. So I'm like, no, I feel like the I-beam is cheaper than, oh, than yeah. all, this yeah. that's, all this is happening. But um, I think Jason would love it because Wolverine is just super Wolverine, like times 100 Wolverine in it. Yeah. Um, and he's like ripped beyond belief and his claws are... The, the size of tables as he slices yes, through things. Yes, huge. Um, um, and Emma Frost is, as usual, well, Emma Frost is, uh, I never say this often about Emma, but she is so hypersexualized. Um, but it's that, it's that weird, horrible anime thing where if a girl does something wrong, they like land on their knees with their legs out and they're like, yeah. Breath, and they're like thumb in mouth for some reason and like, ah. Oh, Oh no, I can't use my telepathy. And you're like, okay, Emma, you haven't yeah. you're right. Something. <laughs> at least they haven't sexualized um because Arma's in it. And at least they haven't hypersexualized her. She's still just a teenager. That's so, good at least. <laughs> no, Emma for that. Yeah. It's not good, but it's weirdly watchable. I think it's just to watch it because it exists. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like an oddity. Like I didn't enjoy it, but it was like it's, it's kind of hard to turn your my head away from it once I started. Yeah, it really is. It's it's um not to like derail the whole of this episode, but it's kind of like it exists in a time and place that's kind of like in the comics. That team specifically, apart from Storm, was like the astonishing um Raiden run, mm-hmm. and it kind of exists in that sort of like world. Um. And it just it just feels weird. And then because it, it opens with the Phoenix and Jean dying, and I'm like, that's intense. I'm sure I watched it when it first came out, but I I promise you now, I'm watching it back. And I'm like, I have no recollection. Right. <laughs> Anything that's happened. Is this like a Sentinel or like a robot in it that looks kind of like Onslaught? And I was like, is that Onslaught? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. 
I think the director, the the art director for the the series, did. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty famous sort of anime style. It's 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 very extreme, right? Everything is yeah. hyper pointy and huge and massive. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely something. <laughs> it's worth looking at just to look at it, if nothing else. Exactly. I believe out of the four season series they made, I think the Blade one was my favorite because it felt right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Wolverine one wasn't too bad either because he's younger in that and his claws aren't ridiculous. Um, so, but yeah, I can't remember watching the Iron Man one at all. Um, I can only imagine it's just CG. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I've also been checking out um, some documentaries. Uh, like mystery documentaries and they're all disappointing because you know i i can spoil it uh, they don't there's no there's no there's no solution to any of these at least not a happy solution uh there's a very intriguing uh documentary on netflix called this is a robbery about uh uh, uh art museum in boston getting robbed and and i'm trying to figure out who took it and why and like it's an interesting story but at the end they're like well we don't know thanks for kind of wasting my time I don't know what the point is. Um, and then then a very heartbreaking uh, documentary, uh, which has been out for a while, but it's it's called um, The Case Against Adnan Syed, which is about uh, um, uh, the podcast Serial. Did you ever listen to that, Dan? Um, I don't think so, no. It's about um, – so uh, a, a young girl was killed in high school, and her boyfriend was arrested and convicted, but there's all kinds of like weird – police sketchy police stuff going on and uh like bad data and bad this bad that and it really doesn't look like like maybe he's suspicious but a lot of the evidence they used looks to be incorrect or the witnesses look like he was lying the whole time so they, they go through all of this and this is on hbo and then at the end you find out that his appeals have been denied and you're like oh jesus this is just this is just another heartbreaking moment in, in a year and a half of just heartbreak um not that- yeah, so it's, like you feel bad for him, but also like you feel bad for the girl who was killed uh, back in the day, and you know her family um, believes that that this this the boy who was convicted definitely did it. So you feel bad for them as well. I don't know, like if he's um, like released, like the family they don't have like another suspect. So I it's it's just like there's no there's no winners in any of this. Um, <laughs> Uh, but what it will make you do is like hate police even more. That's what it will make you do. Well, there is a documentary I was going to watch purely because I I don't know if it was Netflix or Amazon, but there was like a tiny teaser of it, and it's um someone was attacked or murdered, and yeah, they were murdered, and the mum and their friend make a MySpace account and catch the kid. Try to oh yeah, I was going to watch that. Yeah, I was like, this is. I sat there watching the like soft trailer and I was like, this is insane. Yes, like, yes, totally I'm, insane. I was like, is this, is this real? I just feel like they're trying. I think it is Netflix because I feel like they're trying so hard to recapture last yeah. year's uh, Tiger King that they're just gonna throw anything. Because um, there's one about the um, famous hotel um, in 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 a, like how haunted or whatever it is. Oh it yeah, is. There's, there's, there's a case about. Um... A girl who died there, she died in the water tank on the roof, uh, which is interesting. I think that one has more satisfying conclusion, but is also like very creepy. I would recommend that one. I'll, 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 I'll watch it. I do like, I used to love watching documentaries, and I think I just like, 
don't know what I watched and I was, was like I said, this documentary is so terrible oh it was blackfish and then I was just like I can't humans are so horrible every documentary is about horrible things oh right right <laughs> so I think I was just kind of like I'm gonna have a break from documentaries <laughs> I, I totally I understand that for sure <laughs> yeah. well I like I like mystery documentaries but I'd like there to be some sort of resolution at the end like you feel like and uh, we're still looking so thanks for spending six hours uh with us so we can make some money on someone's tragedy while we still don't know what happened if i could find it um there was a it's an english show which like every week was a different case i can't remember what the show was called i watched it in the middle of the night me and ian were house sitting and it was on the telly and we were like screw it why not and it was like because the description was um this guy stabs no this woman stabs this guy for stalking her and then it starts and there and it's it's kind of like a con how like condensing tiger king's twists every five minutes um right, so it like right. starts with him stalking her online and then um they go out together like the twist is they end up going out together and i'm like what the and it just goes mental to the point where like it's an hour of tv um and it's the point where he just gets like you know stabbed and then it just ends with like so she was coming you know i mean it was like really simple like a really like typical, <laughs> typical british ending but on the the journey was so insane that i was like you can't just end it with like a typical right like <laughs> sean is someone's like, someone's like summoning a demon at the end or something i don't know <laughs> this is all stuff about like uh she was into like she was into the occult so maybe she did it on purpose and i'm like what and maybe she was stalking him first and i'm like what the jesus it was insane i'll have to figure i'll have to ask ian and figure yeah, out what it was. i kind of want to know now <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was absolute madness if anyone of our listeners knows what it was i'll remember can handle it just send it to georgie or me so maybe i want to watch it again to be fair. yes please and, it, and, it, and it's really narrated by the most like plummy british um sort of narrator uh like like almost like a david attenborough-esque narration to it it's even more bizarre. <laughs> like when he's narrating each, each segment, you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so matter of fact, but what he's actually saying is insane. So. Yes, I, yeah. now I, I gotta watch this now. <laughs> I have to find it. I'm to get. Um, if we can't find it, I'm sure I'll magic it up. I can't. I'll sit there and just think about it until it pops into my head. Right, you're gonna manifest that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dan, this is awesome. Um, uh, where, where can everybody find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Excalibur1. You can find us um, around the internet if you type into Google Excalibur. And we are homed or housed at uh, podbeam.com forward slash Excalibur. So that's where we are. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you all so very much. And uh, we'll be back next week for our, our wrap up of the series. Uh, so, Dan. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.